Hello, and welcome to the Brothers Book Club podcast. I'm Travis Wood of thestumped.com. On the other end is my brother. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Also of thestumped.com. That is our website. If you've found this podcast and you've never seen that website... I don't know how. But yeah, this is, that's a, that is a chance encounter. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's impressive. Are, yeah, we are happy to have you. Uh, yeah, random. You probably hang out on the darkest corners of the internet, but you're welcome here with us. And uh, yeah. at this point, Ryan, we should probably give a shout out to mom. Of course, the only person actually listening to this. Hey, mom. Hi, mom. We love Hello. you. Yep. This is uh, this is hopefully going to be kind of cool. We're, That's the dream. Uh, yeah, we're planning on this. Uh, hopefully, you like it. So let's before we start this being episode one of the Brothers Book Club podcast. Let's talk about what we're doing here. Uh, we started a website this year. That's exciting. Yeah, I do a little bit of writing. Ryan does a little bit of design and some art. Yep. Um, and like I said, if you haven't checked out the stumped.com, you should. And if you like this podcast, you'll probably take a liking to that place. Um, but why did we start a podcast, Ryan? Let's start there. Uh, why do you think we're doing this? Well, I think this is an evolution uh, from the book club, which you started, what was that, 2015? Yeah, it was a few years ago. Yep. It was, I think it was, yeah, holidays 2015 or 14. Yep, 12 months, 12 books. Um, enjoyed that. And... Uh, the Stumped came from the book, obviously. We actually also wrote a book yeah. uh, that will be up on The Stumped at some point. Yeah, forthcoming. Yeah, you know, in, it's in development. Uh, published that for <laughs> Christmas last year and um, decided to just keep it going. It felt good. It felt right. I think podcasts are in right now. If anything, we've already missed the wave. <laughs> it already crested. Oh, yeah. And, and we're just riding the tail end. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's uh, I'm cool with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Never too late, I suppose. I think so we can talk format and today there will be all manner of awkward transitions because we're going to play with the format of this thing. We've got some ideas, but yep. we'll let it change over time as it needs to change. Exactly. Um, but I'd say, I'd say for me, uh, we started that, you know, kind of pseudo book club together a few years ago. Have you ever done a real life book club? I've never actually asked you that. You know what? I never have, but I feel like, yep. um, I've got some friends. I feel like they're happening more and more now. At least I'm hearing more about, uh, different book clubs that friends are in. So, well, it's, I think it's that time of adulthood when you maybe it's the times too. Although you know we're we're not going to be a current events podcast, but maybe it's people just trying to be thoughtful. I don't know. You get to a point in adulthood where you think, I don't think I've lost that college year or those college years where I was sitting around just thinking about things a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so yeah, I, th I think I started trying to join book clubs. I tried to join a few a few years ago and actually did some for a little while i just didn't i didn't find they fit my uh preferences for discussion yep. and things like that so i actually started my own a few months ago with some old colleagues and friends yep. and it's been fun yeah it's good yeah um no that's great and i think uh i think you do get kind of pulled into some of those conversations sometimes where you don't necessarily care for the book or the writing or the topic i think some of um some of my friends right now, uh, yeah, they're having to go and join join up. It's like a Sunday uh, kind of like wives club thing. And, you know, the wine, sure. the wine takes over and then they just find oh, themselves gotta, like a heated gotta, like a heated discussion about, uh, yeah. you know, some fictional woman, you know. I'm hoping, uh, my grand hope, because you said something there that is true, though I have no data on this. Um, it does seem to be a, a kind of woman-dominated type of social group. Mm -hmm. But we got to get the husbands in. This podcast will be for wives, husbands, single folk. Yeah. You name yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Whatever your, whatever your conditions in life are uh, socially, you're welcome yeah, here. This is, for, uh, this is for everybody. Yeah, I hope I I thought I'd phrase it in this way or frame it in this way. I in my senior year, I think I was taking this English literature class um, called Heroes, Beasts, and Legends, or Heroes, Beasts, and Gods, or something. Okay. It was like an ancient literature class. Yep. And the professor, it was obvious one day, as it often is, that not a lot of us did the reading. There wasn't a lot of discussion going on. Mm -hmm. 
And he went on his little soapbox for a few minutes about how, you know, college is a shelter of your intellect and you can, you know, explore things and you have nothing else to be doing. Like, this is your time to just freely think yeah. and that your ne- life's never going to be that way. Life gets too busy. Yeah. Um, and so I just try and challenge that. Mm. I think there's time and place in the busy real world for books, for some discussion and yeah. chat. For, uh, so that's, that's what I'm hoping we get out yeah. of this. Let's analyze some text. Let's... Uh... Let's let's really dive right. in. Yeah, so the book we chose for this month, February 2018, mm-hmm. uh, was The Dark Dark by Samantha Hunt. Yes. Collection of short stories. You and I are short story readers from way back. Yep. Um, I think I, I bought you a Ray Bradbury short story collection forever ago for like a birthday. Yep. And kind of ever since then, we've just been kept the ball rolling. We, we definitely like short story collections, I think. Oh yeah, uh, starting I think one of the first book club books from 2015 or 16 was um, the Vampire in the Lemon Grove, which is um, yeah. that slowly became uh, one of my favorites. And then is uh, yeah, and I forget yeah. 10th of December. Yeah. 10th of December is also uh, short stories. Yeah, there's a longer like novella I think called 10th of December in there, but it's a short story collection. Yeah. Yeah, George Saunders had never written a novel until last year, so he's got plenty of great short stories. Yeah. He'll sneak his way into this podcast, I'm sure, in, at some point. At some point, yeah. Um, that having been said, I wanted to mention the book off the top, uh, because if we didn't, it would make no yep. sense. But also to say, I the way I imagine this podcast is kind of how I like the current book club I'm in and the thing that had kind of failed with other book clubs I'd tried, which is we're going to be using the text. You're going to be hear us probably flipping pages occasionally. We're going to be quoting. Oh, yeah. I guess in 2018, we have to call that spoiling. That's the <laughs> that's like the nomenclature yep. for that. We're going to be spoiling yep. this book of short sure. stories. So. You know, feel free to turn this off now if that yeah, bothers you. Parts, and I would so. also say yeah, that's right. Yeah, all of the I was gonna say raunchiest. I guess this book is kind of raunchy in a in a lots, way. Lots of um, parts, we'll yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but that's to say, uh, full disclosure. I don't know if you'll enjoy listening to this if you haven't read the book. I, I'd love for you to try, um, but it may feel just a little confusing. Or I wouldn't be surprised if you tuned in uh, and haven't read the book and you're just thinking well, this isn't making any sense or I'm not getting anything out yeah, of this. Actually. So we will. Try yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a, uh, that'd be interesting. We'd love to hear from you if you're listening to this and have not read the book. Let yeah. us know how it goes. Yeah, we will. We will announce at the end of this episode, the next book, which we've chosen. Yep. Uh, and we'll keep trying to post on our, the stumps uh, website, social media stuff. Um, we'll mention those at the end, but we'll try and keep people in the know about the next book. It's not going to be a secret. In fact, it will be better if everyone reads along. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where yeah, we're at. For sure. I think that ends the, uh, this is when I'll not put in transitional music. That ends the kind of disclosure yeah. section. You want to jump into uh, this? Yeah, I say we get started. All right. Uh, we're going to start with a classic middle school game. I know this because I was teaching middle school uh, about a year ago. And kids still do this. This is still a thing. And that's Mad Libs. Mm. We're going to start with some yep. Mad Libs. Uh, this, I, I could see tweaking based on the book, but for this one, we're going to go simple. I think this could apply to almost any book. Uh, and I'll let you start it off. I, I'm going to have you fill in the blanks here. Um, the Dark Dark made me feel blank okay, about blank. Yeah. How did this book Oof. make you feel? And uh, about what? This book, I, I thought of two uh, right away. This book made me feel yeah. um, hesitant about adulthood. Uh, that's the first mm, one. Yeah. And the other one is, would be, uh, intrigued by the nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how well, it fits. It fits. Yeah. We'll get into that. Um, yeah, that's, I agree completely with those. Although mine, mine is a slight playoff of your yeah. adulthood one, maybe a little bit yeah. more specific. I think hesitant's the perfect word though. I'm just going to steal that. It, the dark, dark made me feel hesitant about yes. having kids. Yes. That's for sure. Or at least uh, conflicted about child bearing, not even rearing yeah, really. Like yeah. the, the, married yeah. and having children. Right. The, yeah. And I think, and we'll get into this, you know, soon, but the, the act of keeping the child inside of you, which of course is men, uh, God knows that's empathy is impossible. You yeah. know, the, the book is helpful, this book and others, but not something we can ever understand. But I think there's a lot of poignancy in this book about that 
topics. Not about again. There are almost no kids in this book. No. There's no children who like appear. No. <laughs> they're specters that haunt the book, exactly. but they don't. Yeah, you yeah never, they're not even a part. Yeah, yeah, almost no child characters in this book. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like a book that's mostly all about women and children. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. So let's now, let's talk book. Let's dive in, man. Okay. We each wrote down some questions. I think uh, for this part, the you know bulk will be, I think we'll each give each other three questions or so. We'll kind of play it back and forth. I think three is a sweet spot. Yeah, I'm going to start with three, but I've got a lot more than that. I've, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, let's, uh, um, let's see. Why don't you throw one of yours out there for me and I'll, I'll do what I can with it. Okay. Uh, the first question is kind of a two-parter. Uh, yeah. So... Upon completion of the book, um, she chooses to go back, and it's more of a continuation of the first. The first and last story are very similar, and she kind of she kind of jumps back in uh, to the story of, which is the first story in the book. And I just wanted to know, what do you think? What do you think that was about? Why would you bookend? Um, and I actually really liked how she did it. Uh, but why do yeah, you think yeah. she would, you know, what do you think she was doing there when she bookended, uh, sort of a continuation of the Yeah, it's a great story? question. Um, and I was, <laughs> admittedly, I was hoping to dodge that story entirely because it is complex, I think, not to, you know, try and escape good conversation, yeah, yeah, but that yeah. combination of stories is complex that she did that. I think, uh, my short answer would be to show the effects variously of, yeah, like burdens of domesticity or having kids. Yeah. I mean, it's the plot changes in the second version in that, like, she kind of gets lost in this newspaper clipping. Yeah. And then there's also, granted, in the first version, there's also, like, a, you know, dark world. It's simple, but a dark world version of herself. Yes. But in the first one, it's her sister. Yeah. I will also say, and I'll pull some stuff in a second, but I, when I read the second one... Uh-huh. Uh, it was eerie. I, I do wonder if this was the effect. Like most short story collections, I didn't read them all in a day or whatever. Oh, yeah, spread I out spread for out, yeah. And when I read the, the last one, I had forgotten enough about the first one where it was just this eerie feeling of, have I read this already? Yes. Like I felt like I had already read yes. it. And I distinctly remembered the cafe scene, but then the ending was completely, completely different. Like they went off to a neighborhood and kind of break into this abandoned insane asylum. Yeah. And she enters um, into like this so, dreamlike repetition. Yeah, it was eerie in the way that I wonder if that was the intended effect. Um, I will say there's a quote in that the second version that is kind of telling um, it's on 204 and it says that, you know, she's watching people with kids and they're taking care of their babies and giving them air conditioning. The greatest gift of all, I will say yeah. um, side note, I, t- I already turned on my air conditioning this year. I already broke. Whoa. It's pathetic. Seriously? Charlotte, Charlotte, my apartment was 80 degrees two days ago no inside my, like the thermostat in the apartment. Anyway, um, on 204, it says that the character felt a little bit of killing each day. Oh yeah. No, I actually, bitch, um, I you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, do any spoiler alerts, but I actually selected that, uh, paragraph for yeah. our, um, for our discussion oh, oh, later. Okay. The one right before the, nice. yeah, right before the killing. Yeah. And I think the, the bringing the story back is a way to explore that how those, you know, regrets of not having a child or there's hints of like, you know, unfaithfulness in the relationship, how those things kind of accumulate and kind of secondhand, like you have to watch other people be happy. This is a common theme. And a lot of, I watch a lot of movies now as someone with no kids and there's a lot of like, you know, adult comedy movies. There's all this stuff, little resentments that build up between people. It seems who have kids or don't, or, you know, we're trying not, not a trauma that I personally can understand. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that maybe it's just a way to revisit that play with it a little bit differently. Kind of twist it around. Yeah, yeah. Did you when you read the second version of the yeah. story? Did you remember the no, first? No, I actually Was it, did. Um, you have that? I did this. I, yeah, I felt the exact same way. I did have to go, and I I think I read the first like two or three pages of the first story just yeah. to yeah make sure I wasn't reading, or I just I also wanted to find out exactly what was different. Um, and so I did kind of go back and I reread a little of the first story, but it almost felt to me like she was taking all of the experiences. I mean, not, uh, not directly, but um, sort of all of 
kind of those themes that she wrote about in this other stories in the middle of the book and then kind of took some of those and like ran it ran norma through some of that like that that type of emotion and that type of um like some of those types of like situations uh and common themes i think which was really i thought was pretty interesting yeah kind of an emotional death by repetition yeah norma Um, yeah in the second version of the story she calls that doubling ink place that'll send you a (laughs) It seemed like a clone or a fetus of yourself that you could grow then you know, a, grow, grow overnight. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And that's, it just seems like that's the, you, you find yourself kind of broken in this story, literally from yourself, you know, your expectations of who you should be or where your life should be. And they're not yep. that. Um, I thought that was a, yeah, that literal manifestation is kind of uh, eerie. You yeah. Know? yeah. Creepy. A lot of these stories kind of hit that oh, creepy yeah, tone for sure. She definitely, um, she, she plays that, she plays that card pretty well. I think I'm, I'm going to just throw my second question at you then. And we'll yeah, keep doing these yeah, kind of back and forth. Do you, should a person then, uh, I, I absurd to say person should okay. a couple, um, even, even have children. <laughs> Did this book leave you with an impression that, this is a worthwhile uh, endeavor. You know what? It definitely it definitely raises a lot of questions, and I think uh, one thing that was actually um, kind of refreshing to hear it's uh, this. You know, the author who I also believe has, I think she has kids. Um, it's it's she has a really honest take about how. Um, your body changes, your mood changes, uh, you, I think there was one quote where it's, um, you lose all identity of yourself. And I think it was a conversation, uh, a woman was having to a friend, I believe it's in the, um, the love story and she's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she kind of asked her friend, you know, no one ever told you that you'd lose, you'd lose sight of everything that you are. And her friend's like, oh yeah, no. And, um, she kind of benches it in passing and she's like, Oh really? And her friend's like, Oh yeah, no, that's, that definitely happens. I think, um, she writes about that in, in pretty vivid detail. And I thought that was, um, so, uh, you know, I like to think if you were to ask her that question, you know, she might not even be able to, to answer it. Oh no. And I, yeah, I think appropriately, yeah, that not to imagine her answer, but yeah, I don't think coming away from this book there there should yeah. be an answer, which I think in the age of uh, in the age of kind of propping yourself up yeah. and like there it always seems like there's answers people have them, but this book does complicate things. What did you think of um, the story of the yellow with the kind of uh, reject guy who lives at home and then he kills the person's dog? I think this was the probably for me the most standout moment of. domestic life family life because it's just after they have what is even ambiguously like they they have sex but it's not it's unclear if she wanted it or did it's kind of like many things in the story there's no clear intent these things these forces just kind of collide a lot of times Um, yeah characters just find themselves um in that situation throughout the book throughout different stories too yeah and it's and it is after that moment, their intimacy yeah. intercourse, that she they touch the dog and it gives it life again, resurrects yes, this it, dead dog yeah, def- after this definitely <laughs> heinous uh, or at least you know um, unfaithful yeah. act that they committed. Which you know that that's not a direct criticism of children, but I mean that's a that's a life giving force coming from from what an, an encounter yeah. with a stranger, like yeah. random sex. And I, you know, it's, it seems like in other stories that you lose and you definitely give something when you're, when you commit to, yeah, a settled life, I guess. Um, no, that's, yeah, that was a really interesting, um, kind of metaphor. I thought that was, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it all kind of comes from that sort of strange place too, because it was kind of uneasy and kind of, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of unexpected. Yeah, they yeah. both seem surprised. It even on seventy-seven. Um, 
I'm diligently yeah. flipping my pages. Sorry if you can hear that. I'm sure everybody can. Um, it says pleasure remained a far off cousin to whatever exchange they were having. And so that's, I mean, it's for them, it's not even about, you know, sex and, you know, how does this feel? It feels great. It's more trying to find each other and have some yeah. energetic, you know, yeah. combinations. Yeah. Experience together. Yeah. Collective experience. I know. Now, now I'm also, um, yeah. I'm paging back through that story as well. Yeah, there's some great yeah. lines in that yeah. one. Actually, you know, to be qu- to be quite honest, one, this was one of the stories that um, that stuck with me the least. Yeah. Oh. D- oh. Okay. I yeah. was sorry. I like. I just projected. I thought you were going to say most. I was like, yeah, yeah it stuck with me the most. <laughs> no. no yeah. Next, that was. Uh, okay. That was. I think the. Yeah. One, if not uh, the. Le- yeah. The the stories that stuck mm. with me the least. For you, was it one of the most? Um, it, yeah, yeah. It, uh, I would say this one. Well, no, I think this one convinced me on the book that I was really enjoying it, and it's you know kind of like squirmy yes. intricacies, you know, dark yes. to use the word intricacies. I kind of enjoyed the the teenagers in Texas one, but this one was the one where I felt like oh he or she really tapped into something there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, this one, and then I'm I'm always a sucker for any science fiction, and this this book. I don't know what the category would be. I think people call this kind of magical realism. We yeah. won't get into genre niche things. Doesn't matter. No. But um, the story, the love machine story with the FBI agent or oh, the government too. agent who yeah. cr- created his uh, yeah. sex robot. Yes. And then, yeah. <laughs> so what did, um, this wasn't one of my questions, but we, let's dive into that one sure. then. Oh. I, the lo- setup, I love that he's story. Yeah, the setup is he's trapped in a silo with his another guy in the military. They have these nuclear weapons. They've got the codes. And they're, t- they're yeah, they're yeah. alone for um, right. You know right. what I think is you know uh, one or two terms of I don't know four eight years or something. Yeah, I've heard about this in in our real world. We have people out there sitting in bunkers, probably right now, hopefully listening to the Brothers Book Club uh, podcast. We, you know, we can only pray. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I don't know if it'll keep you awake at night, yeah. but you know, <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah. Um, was their relationship uh, meant to be romantic in your mind? How did you read it? I think, um, like, it's, I think it 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 was different for both of them. Um, you know, one obviously falling in love with the other uh, over time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it was ever really, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a physical thing. I don't know if it w- I would describe it as romantic. I think it was mostly just, um, like kind of like a mental thing. If that well, it's on 129. Well, it says, uh, what Wayne remembers is that there's no way for two men in America oh, who love yeah. each other, but who are not lovers to touch or even talk about love outside of gambling or a sporting event. Yeah. Which is certainly one shade of interpretation on that yeah. um, type of masculinity. I wouldn't take umbrage with much of that. I, it's kind of a succinct way to put it. Um, so then, how does that how does that connect to the ending, wherein a guy takes yeah, his he, like yeah. only only creation of yeah. you know his prideful creation yeah. of a you know AI sex robot yep. uh, cradles it, uh, cuddles it, and yep. then kills himself? Yeah. I think there's a lot there. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack How did you there. Read that? Uh, you know what? That yeah. was actually, I thought that was a really interesting twist on the story. Uh, he's, he's waiting, yeah. he's tracked down, and this is, you know, years later. This is a lot, you know, down the line. I think they I think they go on to say, you know, the guy got married, he had kids, he had a family, he has this, you know, his other career uh, where he's, you know, doing this successful research AI project for the FBI. And he finally, you know, he creates it. He's on the job. He's doing the thing that he's supposed to do. And then right at the end, and I like the, that the, (laughs) that the AI kind of criticized him, uh, for it and told me, you know, this is, this is the great reckoning, right? It was, yeah, you did not detonate me. And, um, he said, I know. And then he made the advances that, uh, that he knew it would not, (laughs) <laughs> try to stop and yeah it just cuddled with it and uh yeah that again an eerie an eerie scene there's a lot of yep. he wants he you know he cozies in for a cuddle yep. but it's not he built in non-resistance it, another unsettling taking of one person from another it's very uh uncomfortable oh yeah and uh that was 
that was one of my favorite lines. Um, I would say, you know, from the book was the, um, was the, (laughs) the last line in that story was, uh, Wayne whispers the magic words that sent a repressed tremor through the quiet night, an explosion that could only be described as American. Just, yeah, there's a fair amount of sexual imagery oh, there, yeah. which good <laughs> <laughs> put to good effect. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> what a, it's a good, and it is now that you read it again, a nice callback to the Wayne. You know, he asked Wayne in the bunker, what is love? Yeah. What does it feel yeah. like? And Dwight, or he asked Dwight, and Dwight says, it feels a lot like this, Wayne. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, you know, an admittance that can maybe only be made, you know, bunker, bunker deep, deep somewhere yeah. in the wilderness. Yeah. That's where ma- that's where male love comes yeah. together. Um, yeah, though fascinating, and I, I the interactions with the the serial killer, presumably the um, wasn't wasn't there a guy who mailed a bunch of bomb? The was it that was the, the Unabomber did? Unabomber. I'm so behind on my criminals and serial killers. That stuff has never interested no, me. I, yeah, but, yeah. I that, just read about this in passing. Actually, I think it was last week where they have uh, the hut. Uh, the FBI has the Unabomber's hut, and this is totally unrelated, but um, yeah, he was sending bombs in the mail to um, individuals, and okay. uh, this guy was doing a very similar okay. thing, but I think also with like poison or something. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um, but he, it, Yeah, his role in the story, I, it was just a bad... I found the AI thing, the woman's fascinating, and then the man's uh, need at the end to be the, definitely the most memorable moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, um, she is at some point described as, um, uh, I think it even said, I should find this so I don't misread it. Um, I think it said her cavities were packed full of explosives. (laughs) Again, there's a lot, a lot in there in that, in that particular wording about like, you know, what one person wants from another person and what, uh, Wayne wanted out of her and what he did to her when he made her. Um, yeah, aggressive and off-putting. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, uh, let's see, what other questions do I have for you? I have a few. Let's go broad yeah. here and let's, let's throw it back to the title. Uh, I don't think one, not one of these stories does not explicitly refer to how dark it is. <laughs> it's dark yes. outside. The, there's a cloud yeah. cover. It's, you know, there's dark here. Yeah, there. No, uh, the, um, the, which one stood out oh, to you? Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I am glad that you, um, you bring that up because I thought that was uh, one of the themes that I most enjoyed. And I think uh, one of the themes that she really kind of pokes at and prods at is um, just just the dark, the darkness of, you know, the night and having, you know, the uncertainty and everything that's bad and everything that is good. Uh, I thought she does a great job kind of painting this, um, this really interesting picture of the nighttime in almost every story and how it affects, uh, each character. And, um, I thought Cortez, the killer, uh, was one of the most Mm. interesting, um, uses of the night as kind of a as a theme in the story. Right. Um, I'm going to double up then. Talk to me about because that was my other question. I wrote down that was uh, there's certainly plenty of moments of uh, where I had to really consider some things in yeah. this collection. But that that story, I think overall, I wouldn't say it was a miss for me, but I, it left me with the most doubt about what I just read yeah. and what I yeah. thought of it. <laughs> you find that story to what did you take from it and the i wrote the question i wrote was about the horse at the end which she watches die in the walmart parking lot um what did you take from that story then if that stood out to you what was that about um i i can't i can't really place um what i think it was about i think it was just for me one of the most vivid uh like the imagery in that story i thought was so vivid I think a lot of because it reminds me of uh, just that small kind of Midwestern town. And I could, you know, you hear, you know, you hear describing um, the light bulbs in the parking lot of the Walmart with nobody else around in the middle of the night with the hoofs, hooves, or the, sorry, the horse's hooves walking on, crunching the snow and Mm -hmm. like, you know, the idea of them walking it into town and, you know, eventually trying to walk the horse into the Walmart. Uh, I don't know. I guess I could just picture all of, uh, 
Yeah, an, incre- an incredible and, image. Yeah. I mean, we all we've all yeah, tried I mean, that. Yeah, Those of know, us who grew up in yeah, the West. everyone's seen <laughs> it. Everyone's tried it. Um, and also how she describes just those because it you've, you've you know you have seen it. It's those those weird pits next to those uh, next to those types of uh, those. Well, did- when they, when they develop, when they you know develop yeah. a shopping mall or yeah. a Walmart, they you know they move and both they shift a lot of dirt around, which then yeah. creates holes, and they yeah. get rid of some, move some, keep some. I don't even know. Yeah, is it rainwater that accumulates, or are they just filling those? I I think some of them are intentional ponds. Some of them they just leave, they just kind of leave up yeah, there yeah. intentionally. Um, it it is a Midwest of myth, which I mean is appropriate considering the mom in that story is a repurposer of myths, which is a yeah. fascinating job. But there is a quote on ninety five that says, "The land is flat and open here. The road is the straightest road there is." And then it mentions that people, the Pennsylvania Dutch people, live in villages named Blue Ball, Intercourse, and Paradise. A very strange sequence there, yeah. maybe intentional. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, it does seem to fit that the the mythologized like this is the simple place, you know, the the calm, yep. quiet place. Then again, a place of horse, really disturbing horse death. Very. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, that's it complicated. Yeah, it is, and I I totally forgot about that line um, about the Pennsylvania Dutch people, but um, yeah, no, I think yeah, I just. I, this, yeah, this one really resonated with me. I think it also has to do with just the um, like yeah. the tragedy, the tragic manner in which they both have to watch their family horse uh, drown right. quietly on really, its own. How have we not? How have we not given propers for this? That horse is named Humble Tony. Humble Tony. I mean, <laughs> what more do you want out of a, a horse name in any story? Yeah, or in real life, I guess. No, it's it's the it's the it's the best horse name. Uh, maybe of all time. And, um, you know, you just kind of, you really feel for this horse, the family farm, you know, they go into the detail about how, you know, the parents are, you know, their hip younger parents, her dad kind of got into farming because it was just, you know, it seemed for him like a quick and easy thing to do. Finds out it's not easy and he's out there, (laughs) you know, tilling the fields every day and it's like boat shoes uh, they got rid of all, they lease all the land, they get rid of all the animals, and the only thing they keep is this horse. Yeah. And it's the hum- <laughs> Humbletonian. Right, right. Yeah. Humbletonian. Uh, Humbletonian. It, 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 is it, is it critical then that he that he dies if he is emblematic of some lost way of life yeah. or their old the, you know the, the things they've lost their the father life. died yeah. and had to give up the farm yeah I mean it says um, and maybe this is how we look at our everyone looks at their past and mythologizes their own youth but it says that when they watch him die they're waiting for a phoenix or a pegasus to rise out like it would almost need yeah. to be an impossibility yeah. uh, you know of a course. creature of yeah. like impossible yeah. imagination to get yeah, back out for, from the from know, the Walmart hole. <laughs> yeah, it's some unicorn to reemerge from the ice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it is. Um, yeah, I think you know, that's a really interesting way of putting it. It is kind of like they're watching uh, the last, the last of it kind of uh, literally just sink into the nothingness. Um, yeah, it's a black hole. I, I've lost the language, but it is just a nothing, you know, yeah. void. I think it even they say void, something like that. She says void. Yeah, towards the end, um, when she goes in and lays down on the ice, and she, you know, this is the last paragraph, you know, tells the horse not to go any farther. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, into a land that is already lost. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, and. It's yeah. Can, Damn, if, that, if that's a land of the lost throwback that I'm, if that's an a land land of the lost illusion that I missed, I'm shamed at myself now. I didn't even, I even underlined it like I enjoyed it, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. What were you saying? No. Um. And uh, yeah, just making also the compare the um. The, she always goes back to her her mother telling her, you know, it was me who killed your dad. Uh. And, you know, her daughter's like, yeah, you know, no, it wasn't. She's like, oh, no, the doctor told me, you know, if, yeah. if I can pull the plug, you know, and she does. And then it's kind of like they're, you know, they're letting well, the I suppose in, in some sense, then that's just her mother imparting 
you know, she's a myth readjuster. And I mean, she had her say then if the, if the father, like the horse was kind of this old guard yeah. and old way of life that's lost, you know, people are moving. I always enjoy in a story, uh, in a short story, especially when things are just unnamed. And in this one, Beatrice, the main character is just from the city, which is a, you know, the perfectly kind of exactly. archetypal way to contrast. It's like, oh, yeah. it's well, it's the city. It's not here. It's not where we're from. Um, yeah. And yeah, her, her mother chooses to kill. She's rewriting that myth. I mean, in real time, brutal, yeah. real time. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, at the end, Clem, I just found this line again. Her brother says it's no one's fault, but she wanted someone to blame, which I think, you know, if you, when you look at how, not that this is going to be a history podcast, maybe yeah. we should evolve it. <laughs> We're not going uh, right, to, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about book selections at the end, but um it, yeah, when you talk about like eras shifting and you know civilizations rising, falling, those things are not often done with intention. Even though I think we, we like to think they are. Yeah. It's, we like to think of individual actors, but sometimes these mo- you know moments just wash over a person. Yep. And sometimes yeah. you fall into the Walmart void, and that's uh, <laughs> that's real too. And that's yeah, yeah, that is true. The realist. The let's keep this going because we didn't say this at the outset, but you and I both swore and I, I will shut this podcast off uh, (laughs) that we don't want it to go over an hour. When we talked about it, we're like, there's no way we're going to be, I I enjoy, I have a few podcasts in my kind of rotation that often go for like three hours, which is great, but I just can't, I don't know. I don't want to, I'd rather be kind of a, you know, take a small bite. So let's keep this thing moving. Yeah. No, any other questions you had? No, no. No other questions. Beautiful. No, no um, other questions. One let's, thing. Then, let's keep it moving. Segue. Yeah. Segue to another section that this is something I do with the uh, book club. I do in the, in the real world, not the podcast world. And that is, although we do it like a, a slam dunk competition, so we do voting and like, you know, you do a little like three points, two points kind of thing. Yeah. But this is just a celebration of syntax, a good writing yep. resonant writing it yep. could be for any reason um and we both i see wrote some down here that we'll go through yep. and kind of talk about but i just celebrate a sentence or a, you know maybe a paragraph nothing too long but yeah. just a moment that that was impactful yeah uh do you want to start with one of yours yeah sure something that stood out um and i just noticed i already i already read through one of them and that's when we were talking about uh the love story with mm-hmm. wayne and um his american experience Oh, yeah. So I'll skip. I'll skip yep. past through yeah. them, and I'll go to. Um, I'll go to one that I really enjoyed uh, from one of the shorter, right. shorter short stories uh, from the book, which I also found intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one says, if Ada would have met Chuck up north, she would have mistaken him for someone whose favorite book is Helter Skelter, someone who listens to hair metal bands. She would have thought it was someone who didn't or wouldn't care a bit if a, <laughs> if a bit of scrambled egg fell between the stove and the cabinet. He'd leave it there for years, but here she likes him. How come people aren't catatonic with wonder, he asked her once, when a scarlet ibis walked through the yard on on long, yellow, backward-bent legs, which I thought was great. And There's um, a lot to that. There, what, what, what is it, what's jumping out to you about that one? That's a lot, long, yeah, that's a good There's a good lot, there's a lot yeah. to it. Um, and, you know, a little bit of background on on the character. Uh, Chuck is the character's main character's neighbor, uh, who describes himself as this, uh, I think he calls himself a green anarchist or something. Uh, basically this really, he he talks about capitalism openly. So there's there's a lot there. (laughs) There's a lot, there's a lot to this character. Uh, you know, he lives in an aluminum shed on his sister's property and, uh, he's a beer drinker. Uh, it's just a really kind of this, like this really interesting classic kind of Florida swampy. Yeah, if, kind if this of, is not your image of Florida, then I don't know what yeah. is. I mean, I'm sure Florida's got its complexities, but I mean, this is this person jumped off the page. I thought this is the Florida that I've never met. Exactly. Who I know. Who, yeah, who exists in all of our minds, and um, yeah. I, <laughs> I think uh, just the. The assumption, I think her assumption is pretty spot on with the, like the hair metal bands and the scrambled egg, um, yeah, the comparison. I thought that was, Fuck, that man, was if I, 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 uh, it's never fun when you see yourself reflected in a story. Although I don't listen to hair metal bands, just, you know, other kinds of, of metal. Course. 
but I God knows how much egg is between my you know fridge oh, and the counter. Trust me, man. I've got I've got just diced like- <laughs> onions, and that yeah, that one hit pretty yeah. close to home. And I'm like, man, that is me. That 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 is me. Yeah. Uh, and if that is time to get the wagon and head down to if Florida, I should just pack it all up and move to Jacksonville. Like maybe now's the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, the catatonic with wonder uh, as they're watching this, and she mm. talks about uh, the wildlife in Florida and a lot of walk animal watching being done on the yard like uh the king the king yeah. birds and um just this uh yeah this ibis line and you know kind of him asking this like existential really uh like uh really deep kind of um personal question to her kind of saying you know in florida this guy you know, he's, he's a real intellect. He's got, he's got things going on, complex thoughts that he's, you know, he's not just sitting out in the yard drinking beer, uh, with nothing going on up there. Well, that helps. I think that helps the intellect sharpens the intellect. (laughs) Nothing like a light lager, you know, get yourself a beast. Start watching the, that's more. Yeah. Start watching the, the animals in the yard and asking the deep questions. Um, I really, I really like that. Um, that kind of twist that, you know, it tells you, you know, there's, there's might be more to Chuck than, than what we, uh, than what we are uh, given right away. And I think, well, we don't have to jump into a story breakdown. I can get to one of my quotes, but there is a lot then to say about that Ada or Ada. Well, however you're pronouncing it. Um, she is if re regaining control of her life in the face of, yes. you know, her, her body having given up a child yeah. and then she wants to endure this hurricane. It seems like, you know, just resisting yeah. nature and fighting her own nature. She, she commits to maybe killing him. I mean, <laughs> taking control of a person and putting him in a space where he can't yeah. escape. And it, it's kind of womb like, you know, there's plenty yes. of water. There's plenty, plenty of water. water. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably, close, yeah, probably warm in there. They just had sex. It's, um, there's some some symbolism there to unpack, Definitely. maybe. Because um, we yeah we didn't chat about that story at all. That one was yeah, I think one of my favorites too. too. I enjoyed it I quite a bit. Too. Anytime you get biblical hurricanes going on, yeah. it's fun. And, uh, Wa- lots of water. Lots of water. Uh, honestly, though, um, and this was more of like a on like a creeping onset. She talks a lot about how the the light is fading and uh, when it, as the storm intensifies. Um, but yeah, uh, really also one that you can just kind of, it plays out for you. Uh, you can just see it all like a movie, even though I've never been to Florida. I have no idea. Yeah, she does a great. Oh God, see, but we're all American. Any, any American American's been to Florida, even if you've never yeah, been to Florida. So you see it, you know, and she's talking about the neighbors riding around on ATVs, you know, you can see that about how, you know, yeah. she's living in a glorified rectangle uh, filled with glass yeah. and, you know. This, this this hurricane is inevitably just going to wash them all away. I thought it I thought it would take at least a couple episodes for us to alienate potential listeners. Uh, just full disclosure, I've never been to Florida, <laughs> although I think it's a joke for all other 49 states to make fun of Florida. Yeah. So if you're from Florida and you're just wildly offended, <laughs> I guess read the story first and then send us your yeah, thoughts. You I, have to read. <laughs> it wasn't my intention to dunk on Florida, but man, you, it's you uh, that place does seem it seems uh, <laughs> well it's just you know, to me uh it seems like such a such a bizarre kind of place but you know again i don't want to offend anybody. a land of extremes land, of, a extremes. land of extremes uh and i like that she paints the picture of um she calls out you know the headlines she's <laughs> she's uh got this line that florida is confined to tabloid headlines 26 foot python found underneath 75 year old woman's home or alligators on the loose in suburban miami and i think that's fair i think that is how that's a lot exactly of people the, that's it's the commingling yeah. of rampant people and rampant <laughs> nature that's what i think of when i yeah. think of florida a lot of unchecked forces yeah. in florida um, not to make light of the actual devastating like weather that happens down there. But then again, the story does use to some effect. Um, I had a short one to follow up on yeah. that longer yeah. one from you. I don't even remember what story is this from. I think this is from the deer one, the one where the woman and her husband turned yes. into deer. Uh, it's a short quote that just says, no, fucking's for dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a total misreading. <laughs> but a fun one. 
that's my fan fiction, my dark, dark fan fiction. Fucking dying, which actually this quote's yeah. not from. Uh, the quote is actually, and I have it written down, so that was just a total gaff. Uh, no, fucking's for kids, dying yes. is adult. Which, I, you know, to me, for a short story collection that features very few kids, um, it, there is a decay to all of these stories I, you know dying is the most literal version of that but it i think spoke across many of the stories about the things you have to the loss you have to deal with as an adult person and i think for characters in these stories a lot of that comes from their children and the the way that inflicts yep. on you and the it kind of you, self you have to relinquish to go on that yeah, adventure to, kind to of, endure uh, that yeah, adventure put it all into uh and, into yeah. them and you know giving up all your sense of self it is is, this quote is also i thought just now um rereading it kind of a uh inverse and these stories kind of flip on some of this imagery too and turn some of it around but uh, i think the quote i don't know where this originated but there's a really famous quote about how it's easy to destroy something it's hard to build something you know like anybody can break something but not every this is just the uh, you know fuckings for kids like anybody can just have sex and not think about consequences and whatever but accepting that things end and destroying yourself potentially partially emotionally whatever um like that that is a more adult consideration consequence Um, so i yeah 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 and i think this a lot of these stories spoke to that really well any other quotes from you what else where we going to contribute let's see what else i've got um the last one i put oh (laughs) it was uh goes back to norma the main character from the first and last stories in the book uh yeah the uh, of um (laughs) <laughs> and this, I this one also struck a personal chord uh, with me, and which you know we'll get into this. But it says Norma mm-hmm. no longer owns a car because no one told her to change the oil. They kept that information a big secret uh, that ruined the engine of her Ford Escort. Ted had bought her. She blew the head gasket. Now she can't even stand people that have cars that work. Everyone has a baby, and everyone drives a car with perfectly functioning air conditioners. Um, this to me. Yeah was great uh because i i've had my share of car trouble uh in the past and um i thought <laughs> negligence car, car negligence is the there's a there's a legal <laughs> phrase for indeed. this indeed <laughs> and um i think you'll remember the uh the one car the ride that we took for, uh to milwaukee that one year with my with my heater on full full blast oh, fuck oh yeah um, just pure oh, neglect. Yeah. Uh, the electronics in my car had fried and my heater had been stuck on. And um, I drove, in, this was in the yep. winter, uh, yeah. and I drove it all that summer in the Midwest. Uh, heat yep. just on high. Sometimes just cranking so high and blasting in your face, I, you know, it would just make you tear up sometimes. It was so hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about a symbolic moment of that I remember, it was on that ride... And then it, the strangest feeling, Wisconsin summers are not cold. Humid, They're pretty hot and humid, yeah. not brutal, pretty but like sticky, it's, it's yeah. hot and humid. Um, but what we, I remember on the drive, we since the heater was blasting, we had to roll <laughs> down the window. So you'd get, I just remember the feeling of like getting hit from a fast kind of chill, more chilled air. And then also <laughs> just getting blasted in the front by the hot. It was just, it felt. You know, it was almost like you just feel so stuck and you just feel like total <laughs> shit. Granted, we, you know, that night was, we had a good time and everything, you know, yeah, was fine, oh, yeah. but it was just oh, what a man. miserable drive. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, anyways, that normal line about um, just sheer neglect uh, and just, you know, some, the idea of someone owning mm-hmm. a car and just never even thinking about changing the oil. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, later in the story, it, you, we find out that Norma carries, um, she carries her keys around and she is also getting into the habit of keying other people's cars for no reason. Uh, right. <laughs> just, right. Uh, just because she's just, you know, angry at the world. Uh, but I thought that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. The, I just realized a theme that I don't think we're going to get to touch on. Cause I, we'll stick to the promise of turning this thing off in 10 minutes. Yep. We're on a timer. 
Um, but I think one theme that we didn't t- get into that other people, you know, can talk to us about or whatever was youth teenagers, especially, you know, teenage girls. Like there's a whole story yes. essentially around that. One of the quotes I that stuck with me was the story about when the girl meets up with a, a guy from her childhood. Who's like, you know, 30 and she's, as it's revealed, like 14, at the very end, yeah. she's 14 or 15 parents are out of town. She kind of. Again, the ambiguity in these things is worth its yes. own podcast, but there, you know, she wants to maybe have sex or she wants to explore. She definitely wants She's, to test herself, which is, I think, a theme. Again, yeah. we didn't get to dive into as much. Um, there's a quote, though, that stuck with me on 192 that says, Each move he makes gets carved into her, not her flesh as flesh heals, yeah. but carved like stone, which I think are the, you know, we, I, I've had my yeah. share of deriding teenagers. Um, but there are those instances in, in your teenage years and your childhood yeah, that are like, just permanent. There's just no undoing them once once done. Oh, yeah, there's there's yeah, just no you, going back yeah. on who you can Literally be or the person sh- uh, you want to be. You. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that was the, the permanence of that. Um, also, the kind of – it's just kind of vicious. Like the, a lot of this writing, as we've talked about, has got an edge of eerie, got an edge of you know a real cut to it. And that yeah, one was – that one was – Yeah, just it's cut, cut at yeah, something. Yeah, that one was a really big more. one. Um, because yeah, I think it's just also you know so relatable. Everybody has you know those things. You hear that – you hear that or you read that and then you, you know you think back and you, you know that is – really impressionable time everyone has those things that kind of you know stick with you and i think she also uses the line where she says um she's gonna be like breathing this guy for like the rest of her life or something like that um she's taking his you know his like mustache hair uh carrying that with her like i don't know yeah she really yeah an encounter that is can determine uh, a lot for many yes. years of your early life. Yeah. That's yeah. And, can have, um, have a lot of sway. Um, maybe some hope then that they, that he leaves. I, although there's some darkness imagery yeah, at the end there that um, maybe complicates it. Um, not that I don't know if we'll have time to dive back into that one, but that's, I remember reading that and thinking like, Oh my oh, God, man. thank God. Some hope from the ending of this, this guy just like kind of sulking away and thinking granted they'd already been kind of sexual. So it was already, you know, unsettling, but it was just, you know, oh, tr- didn't oh, consummate me, it. Or, you I, know, was, didn't... I was very relieved after, uh, you know, because Samantha, the author, yeah. has the ability to devastate with, you know, like uh, the Cortez, the killer story. The horse, is, the horse seems to be uh-huh. standing on, yeah. literally on thin ice for uh, maybe a few pages. And you're just thinking the whole time, God, you know, don't fall in. Yeah. And, you know, it does. And you watch, yeah. you know, you sit there and you have to read about, you know, this horse drowning. Uh, and so in the in the wampum yep. story, it, yeah, the guy goes over there, things start happening and you're just like, oh, man, I hope this <laughs> I hope this does not go down. Uh, and yeah, and, and, and then it doesn't. And it yeah, you do kind of feel like, uh, yeah, it could have been that could have been one of the darkest stories in the book for sure. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, it ended up not, which I thought was, uh, which I just I thought of it, okay with. If you've made it this far and haven't read this book, here's a, the best summary I've thought of so far is that the Dark Dark and Samantha Hunt are not afraid to let the lake swallow Humbletonian. I think that's the book is very much about that. that you know, she, you're going to watch the horse yeah. drown. I mean, that's the, she brutally murders yeah. the best character in the whole book, and that's yeah, <laughs> Humbletonian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Humbletonian uh, gets it the hardest. So um, just vicious. Yeah, she is. Uh, she is totally. Uh, she is capable of you destroying, destroying you. Yeah, it's an unflinching <laughs> type of writing that was. Yeah, yeah, left an left an impression. Yeah, um, she writes. Fine. She writes with a real bravado. Uh, she it's like uh, she she's a very strong. Uh, that's like one thing that I could feel from her writing is she's just like she is just like tough. Like she has. Yeah. She writes like with a real toughness. I thought. I think uh, we're both struggling for the words, so now I'm going to naturally segue into our final section here. It seems like the here perfect time. 
Here, here's there us fumbling go. for an adequate description, and then we've arrived at them. Um, maybe. This is the part where, I, I don't know if you're a fan of these, but on the podcast I listen to, I'm a sucker for email sections. I just am. I don't know. I've never, and yeah. it's funny because I've never even sent one to like any of the podcasts I listen to. I just like them. This is the part where we would of normally course. like an email or two. So if you're reading along with us in the future, um, perhaps next month or other months, the email we have right now, which may change, is on the stump one. That's on the stump one word and then the number one at gmail.com. If you have a future email for this book or the next book, please send them. We will read them. Yeah. I will read them. Read the, and read we'll the next them. book and uh, you yeah, yeah. in the show. But for now, from we now. what I did instead was pull some some critical thoughts from professionals. We are not professionals, although we do our best here. Um, on the on the book, yeah, on the dark dark, and I'm I'll read one or two that I pulled and uh, talk to you about it. You can do the same. Um, I pulled one. I pulled a critical one. I thought in a complimentary one. Uh, NPR said these stories in particular illustrate Hunt's strengths as a writer. She's at her best when her stories seem to almost get away from her crescendoing into feverish manic beauty. Yep. Which I just love. I don't even know if I have anything to add to that. I just thought it was just really well put. I think that is uh, the uh, other quote, the more critical one I'll read as well. They're, they kind of say the same thing in different tones. Um, yes. The other quote from the LA times is hunt fashions, intricate narrative structures for her stories. They sometimes end up feeling overstuffed, like an epic novel crammed into a dollhouse-sized book. Yep. And I think this is, you know, you yeah. look at the uh, the story of, of Of is its own kind of beast in a way. But I, yes. the one story that made me feel that way the most was probably the Cortez the Killer one or the, the Love one, the American Love, you know, mm-hmm. Lady Robot one. Those both felt they take leaps and jumps in ways where you have to be prepared for that kind of narrative. Your mind has to be ready to shift when she shifts. Yes. Um, and it can be, I guess, demanding in that way. Um, but mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed it. I think that it's, it is a type of manic beauty. And I guess, you know, we've been saying that her prose is unsparing, but no, there's mm-hmm. plenty of beauty in it. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of great moments, but I just don't think she's going to flinch or didn't flinch from any of the truths she was getting at, which are often uncomfortable. Yes. Um, yeah, she she certainly, and I, I saw a lot of praise for her novel, Mister Splitfoot, which I've never read. I'd never read any of her work before this book. Yeah. Um, but I could see her. You know, I'd be intrigued to see what she does with an epic novel length narrative, because um, she covered immense immense ground she in covers, some like, yeah. pretty short stories. Yeah. So in fifteen pages, she'll um she'll get out uh, big time, right? Big time thoughts and feelings that feel um. Yeah. That feel like yeah, these elaborate um, yeah, yeah. She makes you feel a lot in a very uh, in a very short time. Any great short story should. Yep. Did you have a quote that you pulled? That you want I to did. read anything yeah, from actually, the experts? You know, I finished the book and I I did you know researching um, her a little bit and I stumbled across her website and I found I thought this was interesting. Oh, okay. In the dark, dark section of her website, she pulls a review from Daniel Johnson, who um, works for the Paris Review, and his is his is really interesting. I thought it says, "At the heart of each story uh, is the sense that the American experiment was doomed. It failed to understand women without language that cast them as beasts, sorceresses, organisms hormonally inhuman." The Dark Dark reads like a fen- feminist manifesto threaded through imaginative fiction. It's the most evocative, impressive collection impressive collection I've read this year. Um, I thought that was a really interesting quote for her to pull in, just to put as uh, an advertisement for her own book on her own website. Um, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I totally agree. It didn't feel the feminist manifesto thing... Um, I didn't even think about until I read it, but she, uh, yeah, just a really interesting um, view from a very, you know, strong-willed, opinionated uh, woman. There And the, certainly if we're to believe that, you know, every bit of her characters is a bit of her, then I could definitely say that's, that about her because her characters kinda, are, yeah, you know, unflinching in their own way. Yeah, that's kind of strong and twi- but strong but twisted like you know their motivations can be obscured it's it's a huge it is the human experience but then as we mentioned at the top you know there were moments in this that were incredibly powerful and were even kind of emotionally destructive but uh, you know they were about having a child and that's you know i'm not a family man not yet yeah. and i also can you know never conceive so it's 
there are things here that definitely need to be read and attempted to be understood. Yeah. I realize now, I just thought of this character. I'd kind of forgotten about him. I hope that we did not spend this entire podcast sounding like the <laughs> hopeless fucking principal in the Texas story with all the teenage girls who became pregnant. Oh, um, kind yes. of immaculately almost in this weird, unexplainable way. Yep. Um, that bumbling, just red face. Fuck, man, I've been that guy. I've been in front of a room of t- teenagers, not pregnant ones, but like just searching for answers, being like, why can't you connect with me? I'm cool. Yeah. And they're just like, man, you don't even fucking understand. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Man, I hope, um, I, I hope the so, same. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. 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 I didn't even, that, that maybe would have put a kind of a specter over this whole thing, just trying to avoid being that, avoid being that guy. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. too easy to fall into those misunderstandings yeah. when you're just scrambling for answers. Yeah. Uh, just your flop sweat, and you're like, what, you know, tell me about your teenage uh, girl life and the things you're going through. <laughs> I'm here to hear you. I'm, I'm a man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm trying to uh, wrap my mind around all yeah. this. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's like silencing the counselor or whatever. It's, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. That was, that was definitely a teaching. There's, you know, teaching stories connect with me now that I was teaching for a while more than ever, but that one was. I, I had some sympathy for that man who was just could impossibly not imagine his situation. Yeah. Like could just did not, could not understand what he had, <laughs> what he was standing in front of and what he needed to understand to stand there. Um, anyway, that's a great quote though. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty good. And I thought, um, I thought it was an interesting one for one for her to choose to, um, mm-hmm. she must've liked it. And I think she must've um, felt, Certainly. felt that yeah, was, uh, yeah. you know, a just, an honest opinion. So yeah, I kind of, um, I was fascinated by that. Or her publisher did. And that's fine too. Yeah, exactly. yeah it's no, it is a great, it's a great quote though. That does put, put a lot of it into perspective. Yep. The yeah. Casting is beast and sorceresses. Um, cause even a beast as her story beast would yep. tell you, uh, has, has its own kind of strife. Yep. Um, it's one Oh two, one hour, two minutes, Ryan. So we're ra- Let's wrap this puppy up, it, man. man. Yeah, we did first ever podcast. Yeah. Feels good. One down, just in infinity to go, or at least until the next new thing. We're, we're actually going to have a YouTube channel that will inevitably, we'll be on YouTube <laughs> about five years after YouTube is relevant. Yeah, so for look sure. for that. Look for our channel gonna, <laughs> where we do vlogs. Yeah, we'll, I don't know. We'll, the fuck we'll is on YouTube. We'll start a vlog in like eight years that you guys can, um, you yeah, know, oh, one yeah. day, one Shit, day subscribe man. to. I got As long as I can quickly be on the on not on the stump i was about to say on the stump but on a on a little soapbox uh, you, do you watch the youtubers because i i watch some youtube blog videos but a lot of food stuff yeah, frankly yeah. um so, well, it's cooking the best stuff. Stuff. but do you ever you ever seen this style that's really popular where they do the constant cutting like it's like they say three words and then all of a sudden it's a new take but they've only moved like a centimeter like oh yeah it's kind of hard to describe it's like a jump cut but the jump cuts are constant so the person will pause for a word like uh and then all of a sudden their heads moved a half a centimeter and they've started a new word suddenly that has no cadence it's like (laughs) what a robot would algorithmically come up with is like a human talking i don't it's so bothersome i that's that's my youtube sub box for the day Hey man, I haven't actually really noticed it before, but now it's uh, definitely going to jump out at me because um, it's everywhere. I'm yeah, I I really am mystified by the um, kind of the resurgence of YouTube. It's the it's the new TV, man. Yeah, it's wild. Um, Let's do a couple. Let's do a couple point of order things here at the end. Then, if you've made it this far. We love you and appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks, Mom, uh, as you are the only yeah. one. <laughs> uh, we appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Um, so for next month, we kind of co-chose the book, although technically it was your choice. I just sent you because you were stalling. stalling big time. So I had to send you. I had to push you. <laughs> uh, but for, for March 2018, we're going to do a science fiction novel, and we'll try and keep it pretty. I think in our selections, we're trying to be as broad as possible. So we'll get some nonfiction in. Oh, and yeah. That's not what we'll I normally cover, read. We'll cover but plenty of ground. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, I think so too. It's I put up on the stump.com, the website, a few examples of other books we've done, but we'll we'll walk across many yep. genres. Um, but we're going to do a science fiction novel called Hot House, yep. one word, uh, by I think it's Brian Aldiss. I'm going to have to Google this right now. I've never read, and as someone who reads a good amount of science fiction, I've never read anything of his. So I'm excited to dive into this. It's Hot yep. House, and I just lost it already. 
yeah, Brian Aldis. Um, the one thing I will say is if you're planning on tuning in then and you want to be ready by release date, um, because we are going to release these and the, on the final day of every month, that mm-hmm. is the plan. And I think we can stick to it. So look for that on March 31st, yep. Saturday. But if you did want to read it before we release it, I even on Amazon.com, like I ordered my copy and it's taken two weeks to get here or something. Like it's not easy to get, it mm, seems. Okay. It's an out-of-print yeah. book, I think. It was published in 1962. Um, so if you're looking to have a copy and read along, just yeah. be aware that it might be hard to acquire. But th- I think that fits our audience of not many people. <laughs> so there aren't too many people who need to be yep. finding this book. Which yeah, I kind of love, too. but we'll see. Maybe we'll, God, maybe we'll explode between yeah, this month and next. House, you never uh, know. Hot house sales will um, <laughs> have a major surge on Amazon. They have to, yeah, contact Brian Aldis's estate because I think he has oh, passed. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, but uh, yeah, there, there, yeah, we got an emergency print. Uh, <laughs> many copies of this obscure sci fi book. I think the short pitch on that, by the way, is the Earth has stopped yes. rotating. So there's just a permanent yep. side of Earth that is in the sun and a permanent yep. side in darkness. So there's uh, obviously some rife kind of uh, archetypes yeah. happening there. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm excited. Sounds, to sounds really that. interesting. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, it should be cool. Um, before we wrap up formally, is there anything we forgot? I mentioned the email address. If you have emails, please send them to onthestump1 at yep. gmail.com. Ryan and I put work up on the stumped weekly. Um, actually, almost not not daily. We're not that efficient. We also have jobs, so his full time, mine weird. Um, but we we've been posting some things. If you like rap music, if you like video games, if you like um, fiction of you know an obscure variety, yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff up there that we've been playing with. Yeah, that's been fun. Yeah, so check that out if you again found us. Not through the stump.com. You can, uh, head yeah, on over you can find us on the stumped on um, there's a real Twitter account and there's also a real Instagram oh, account. Oh, yeah. There, yep, you nailed it. Excellent. These are the things I would have forgotten. This is why the two yeah, of us need to be here. I've got a. Yeah, we have an, we have an Instagram, yeah. we have a Twitter, yep. so check those out. Is it like and subscribe? That's the beckoning. Like, please, yeah. <laughs> please like and subscribe. Click the link. Click yeah, the link yeah. in our bio. Uh, I don't know what what yeah, that will God. do, but it will do something. Uh, that's another mandatory one. Inevitably, this will be a moment, too, when I, I don't know how, I'm about to do some Googling tomorrow about how to get this on iTunes. That probably takes a long time and a process, but at some point I'll say, hey, you should go on iTunes and rate and review us. That, I remember that. Yeah. So sometime that will happen. Not this time. This is going to be put on a, yep. a SoundCloud, I think. This is going to be out there... Uh, yeah, some somehow, some way. All right, man. This was an absolute of pleasure course. and a pretty successful I first just, run, yeah. I think. I, hope. I just realized I, we'll I need to out. come up with some sort of sign-off uh, that I can do uh, monthly. Oh yeah, now that will now that will soon become my thing. You know, I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think we can workshop this. Okay. So we don't have to do it now. The email sign-off I used for my for my book club that meets uh, once a month in Charlotte is uh, yours between mm. the pages which I think mom actually gave me a button in college or something or like a sticker that said read between Ooh. the pages or no, it was read between the sheets. And then it was a picture of somebody reading a book in bed. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's, that's, pretty, pretty that's pretty clever. Um, yeah. So maybe stay Ooh, between yeah. the pages. I actually do also like see it between the pages. Yours? Yeah. See it between the see pages. It. Yeah. You want to, you want to do this I thing? You want to so. sign us off? Yeah. This, uh, all right. Hit for, it for the stumped. This has been, Ryan and Travis Wood. And uh, until next time, we'll see you between the pages.